Hello and welcome back to New Balls Police. Been a while again, but we're just, we're, you know what, we're just busy men. Hey man, things are happening. Some some people have big, busy lives and job interviews, and sometimes it can be busy, you know? Others have been out playing tennis, yes. or been at work, and not having job interviews, you know, just what? been plotting along, you know? Just, just grinding. That daily grind, man, it's busy. It's a busy mm-hmm. life, yeah, but... We're back. We're back. Uh, sad news. Well, I'll, I'll let you tell the listeners about what's happened to our studio. Well, well, the studio, for want of a better word, has been defaced. Horribly defaced by vandals. There is no better way to describe it, I don't think. These thieving, thieving disgusting vandals. Disgusting people who, not, not saying capital punishment was a good thing, it wasn't. <laughs> it shouldn't ever. But... If you're defacing a podcast studio, maybe bring it back. Yeah, may, maybe bring back the six pairs of headphones, the two microphones. Bring them, yeah, yeah. bring them back. Not capital punishment. Don't yeah, bring, yeah, don't, don't just just capital punishment might be a bit far for them, but like maybe flogging, a flogging. Yeah, like, or like put them in the stocks in and the throw tomatoes at them. Yeah, hit tennis balls at them. A bit hard. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe they deserve it. Hit tomatoes or apple. Apple. Imagine apple to the face. That'd hurt. Pink lady. Granny Smith in your face. That'd be a Bramley, a Bramley cooking apple. Right. Oh, that's a right big, whopper. Big greeny, big greeny like a tennis ball. That's yeah. a, that. Hey, back to bath bombs. That could be another scent. Yeah, appley, appley. Granny Smith up, all up in your bath. <laughs> she had a bath with Granny yeah. Smith. Quite literally, not lit. Actually, the opposite. Not literally, metaphorically. Yeah. So we're back. We're here to record. We're uh, yeah. There's a lot that's happened in the tennis world since our bath bombs. You know, mm-hmm. actually, there's a lot of bit that's going on. You know, yeah, could maybe get some spawn spawn posts, get some sponsorship posts. Maybe in light of his recent success, maybe I reckon for five grand, Dan Evans would take a picture in the bath with his bath bomb. I think he, if that, I reckon he'd do it. It'd be less than five for a flight from here to yeah Ibiza, so he can yeah. go and get have a good summer. How much do you reckon Roger Federer would have to be paid to have a picture in the bath oh. with his bath bomb? With one of our bath bombs, yes. or with a bath bomb. With so with one, one of ours. ours, yeah, two and a half million pounds. <laughs> two and a half million pounds. <laughs> two and a half million pounds. Wow, that's that is slightly out of our price point. Well, because I think, I think he'd love a bath bomb. Yeah, he I would. Could, he'd he'd be the kind of guy who sat there and loves a bath bomb. Lint but... chocolate, glass oh, of yeah, prosecco, it... maybe. Yeah, in the off, in the off season. Oh. He'd be, he'd be, honestly, his life must be incredible. I bet he'd have, like, you know, you ever seen the giant balls of lint? Yeah. He'd have one of those in the shape of a bath bomb to Pro- drop yeah. it in, and he'd be like... Probably get some sent in the post. Yeah. Has one for breakfast. No, he doesn't, he's an athlete. But, anyway, back to Dan Evans. <laughs> when, not, not being in the bath. When he's not been in the bath, he's been on the tennis court, and he's been smashing well, it. He's been recently. in the ice, he's been in many an ice bath recently, getting, he's, he's back to playing, he's there. Yeah. He's smashing it. Final of Delray Beach in Flo- Florida, in Florida. He's at a really good tournament. Came slightly sorry, short. Sorry to interrupt you. I've only ever just noticed that Flo Rider and it's Florida... I've... <laughs> baffling. I've only just noticed that. This that makes me feel so simple. <laughs> sorry, back to where you were. I've... I'm just trying to... Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan Evans. Dan Evans. Anyway... He in beat John Isner. He beat he, he, in flow inside. <laughs> he beat John Isner on the way through in yeah. the semis. 
Everyone's beating John Isner these days. Yeah, but I like for Dan Evans. Like he's what? He's still just outside the top 100 in the world. He's making a big comeback. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's for sure. (laughs) He's gone from Delray Beach to now playing a challenger at Indian Wells with Carl Edmund. (laughs) Last year he's played in like leisure centres. Around, yeah. around the Midlands so he's definitely US Open semi-final leisure centres yeah. challenger on his way back up fair yeah. play Dan Evans but no genuinely he's played pretty well getting to the final almost his first ATP final that was yeah. that was just you can celebrate with a nice bump <laughs> of not of drugs of something of a nice bath yeah or exactly. of um, like rehydration stuff that's what's that's what's happening to him right now so to keep on the theme of tennis bad boys. I like to talk about... Me. No, not me. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I am a tennis bad boy. Well, because yeah. you've you missed it for the past three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've got a case of the Injury. Andy... Got a case the of the Andy... Commas. I've got a case yeah. of the Andy Murrays. Hey, I, I, I resent that. I would give... I would give my life to be back on that court. I would, Mate. I would give my... Give my all to be back on that court. We're going to go and give it a try tomorrow, aren't we? See, test, out, test out the hit. Yeah. Give it a try. Playing against me is a nice gentle one. <laughs> we'll see. It's just the... I am not a singles player. The little <laughs> little ball on the hip has caused me a bit caused me a bit of trouble. So we'll give it a go, see how it goes. But no, uh, the real bad boy you're going to talk about, I'm guessing you're going for big Nick Kyrgios. Tim Hammond, no. Uh, for, <laughs> Tim Hammond loves it. Going for, yeah, going for Nick Kyrgios. Con- controversial, he always is. Shock. There's always, always something going on in the world of Nick Kyrgios, everyone's favourite tennis pantomime villain. And this week has been no different because mm. this week he dispatched of the... What's, what's the word? Not the stallion. What's the, what would you say for that Spanish? Is that a bull mm, matador? Matador, yeah, that's the exact word. He dispatched <laughs> of the Matador, Rafa what? Nadal. 7-6, seven, 7-6 six, seven, six in the last two sets. Tight. Nerves of steel, but of course, as always, it's shrouded in controversy. I think to I can see why they don't get on. It's pretty yes. clear they are such They're different literally, characters. Literally <laughs> the opposite. Everything, everything, every va- of the whole value systems. Not even just in tennis, I think, but in life. <laughs> what I was going to say, like... they are just different, vastly different. Big Nick just hates tennis, but he's actually quite good. That's his yeah. issue. I don't. I think he's just like a naughty kid, though. I don't think he does actually hate it. I think he just does it. He just like, says it for the lols. Does it a defen- as a defence mechanism. You know, when he yeah. loses, he's like, oh yeah, but it's a rubbish game anyway. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. I hate the system. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't count. Rubbish game. But but I mean, all in all, he hit some nice shots. He actually did play quite nice tennis. But I've got I've got a bone of contention of Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, of Nick Kyrgios's win. And it's a question of etiquette, and it's something that is not just appropriate for the Kyrgios and Nadals of this world, it's appropriate for the Andy Phillips and the Matt Lyons at club night yeah. of this world, against Norwegians, for example. <laughs> so Nick Kyrgios, I think it was in the second second or third set, he was about to serve, he did serve, oh, but it wasn't a normal serve, he did an underarm serve. It went out. Oh. Went out. Uh, that's that's it's, my. That's it's not even a grey area. It's a murky grey area. It's, it's murky. It's, you it's know getting it's, pretty, pretty much like the bottom of. I think the you know it's wrong. It's not. You, you can't play a. 
in a club night, let alone in a professional. Yeah, even, yeah, even if you did that in a club night, you'd, everyone would be like, "What? Are you what doing, you, yeah, but even like in a professional era, you cannot do an underarm serve. It's disrespectful, right? Yeah, it's disrespectful because this he's meant to be. Well, he's now world seventy two, but he's been top. He's been top ten, Nick Kyrgios. He's been top twenty, 20. for sure. Got to a Grand Slam quarterfinal. He's an before. incredible like talent when he actually puts his mind to it, but. For someone that good to pull out an underarm serve against the current world number two, that's like... Because I saw the handshake at the end, and it there was disdain on Rafa Nadal's face, to say the least. He was fuming. It was a very limp, angry handshake from Rafa Nadal. And I've just got a, a couple of quotes here. So this is from Rafa Nadal's side, said of Kyrgios after the match. He said, he lacks respect for the public, the rival, and towards himself. And Nick Kyrgios' riposte, his response was, I'm different, Rafa's different, he can focus on what he needs to do. And then he also said, this man needs extra salt, I swear. <laughs> and I don't think he's referring to his food. That's, uh... that's again, uncalled for. Yeah, Nick well... So and he's then... calling Rafa Nadal salty, basically. And that's, and that's, and that's why he, Rafa says about him that that's the reason where he is in the world. That's the reason where he is. Right. He's right. He is right. I mean, Nick Kyrgios has given it the big end because he's beaten Nadal. But the fact is, he's lost loads of matches, and this is going to probably be the highlight of Nick Kyrgios' season. Yeah. Whereas for Nadal, it's like a little tiny footnote in the career of Rafa Nadal. That was like, and what, it's mate? Something <laughs> like this will be for Rafa Nadal. This will be forgotten in like two yeah, weeks, give it two it. weeks. Whereas Nick Kyrgios will be dining out on this until for the rest of his career, probably. Yeah, he'd be like, yeah. Hasn't he beat Rafa before as well? Yeah, he's got a good record. Rafa's is at the top. He like... gets under his... To be fair, Nick Kyrgios actually, interesting stat, he's actually got, I think it, uh, it could be, I could be wrong here, but I think I'm right. He's got positive records against all of the traditional big four, being Federer, Murray, Djokovic, Nadal. Murray, or he's got, he's got me. either level, or because he beat wow. Murray at Queens, didn't he? He this... did beat Murray at Queens, when... and I think that was the first time he'd ever played him. Yeah, well, the thing is, those two are like best mates as well. Yeah, those two that's are like the well, that, that, That's the interesting thing as well. Like that, that's probably something for uh, Nadal. I don't think Nadal is so serious. He's such a serious guy. I reckon <laughs> you look because then you look at Muzz and he's like really good mates with him. That's really odd how the two of them. Because then Murray and Nadal get along well. Yeah, it's strange that I think I think I think Nadal mustn't like him because he's this. I think it's the way he's on court. Yeah, it's his on court demeanor. But also, I think at the same time, I think I think Nadal thinks because Nadal is so focused and he's had such bad injuries. He's been out for so long. Also, for Nadal to make a comment like he did, saying about the Kyrgios lacks respect for the public and the rival, all of that. For Rafa Nadal to say that, I don't think he said negative things about any other player in his whole career, in public <laughs> no. anyway. I can't <laughs> no, remember it. I can't, think, yes. I can't remember. After he's always he's always nice and humble and respectful, so I think it probably says more about Kyrgios. Yeah, it does. Because because like, as well, Kyrgios saying he can focus on what he needs to do, that's all fair enough. But he can't if Kyrgios is doing underarm serves and stuff because that's not just about himself. That's not what Kyrgios is doing. How much do you have to pay Kyrgios to um, get, get a bath of the bath bomb for us? I wouldn't, wouldn't pay him anything, mate. Would you not? No. no. Actually, well, Give any, 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 <laughs> any publicity is good publicity, as you say. Yeah. So, but like, I, slide into his DMs later. Like, yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a big attitude problem. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want anyone slating Rafa Nadal. He is, I don't Raf, think you Raf, can Raf, because Raf he is... Nadal is the ultimate competitor. I was about to say, he is the ultimate professional. 
Fair he play. is so... He knows this is his career. He knows this is where he's going to get the vast majority of his money for the rest of his life. He's always humble towards like his opponents, even when he's losing. He's, he's, always... yeah. he's a respectful man. Mm-hmm. I saw... What was this? When I was listening to a commentary once, I think it might have even been Sir, Sir Andrew Castle. The knighthood has been inserted by me. He's not actually knighted. Um, Soon to be knighted to the realm. He said, services to tennis. We said, if you look... If you isolate and you look at like one Rafa Nadal point... You could never tell where in a match he is. If it's first set, or if he's winning, or if he's losing. Because he plays every point like the same. And he plays every point, yeah, exactly. Like like, like his say. match point. Mm-hmm. Like it's, he's always wiping the sweat off his brow. He's and always that, got a sweat on. He's always and if going... You're, if, you're like, if you're like a young kid watching, watching tennis, that's who you want to That's who you want to show. If you're, if, or if like you're getting like kids in tennis or young people in tennis... Rafa Nadal is a man you want to show him. It's like you were saying... That's think, how you get to the top. I think you wouldn't show them Nick Kyrgios. No. We were saying in the other episode, like, Nadal, he's, he's made changes to adjust to his body condition now that he's hit, trying to make points last qu- go quicker. And I think, yeah, he, he that shows his intelligence as a player mm-hmm. to adapt and do these things. And I think it's just so clever. And I don't, yeah. Whereas I reckon if you isolate a Nick Kyrgios point, probably nine times out of ten you can probably yeah. tell if he's winning or losing yeah. just by his demeanour after a point because he was probably like looking looking annoyed or looking like looking pissed off about something. I do I do, I do sympathise with him because when you've played a point <coughs> and you've had a terrible point you're a bit like oh come on but like, so I do see why some, some of the points you don't have the effort in because you're hung up about a line call you're hung up it, about something but here's the thing I'll say as well another thing that comes in for like the, again because we are we are tennis for the people this point oi, oi. can be can go at any level. It can be from the worst level, could be you and a mate in the park to a Wimbledon Centre Court final. Is that if you smash a, if my opponent smashes a racket or whatever, I don't care. Or if they're like getting annoyed themselves or swearing themselves. And it's just them. If it's confined to you, it's like do your thing, whatever. But what Kyrgios has done too many times, it's not okay when you're getting the opponent involved. Because that you know, if you're being like, if you're having a go at the opponent, or if you're saying that someone's had some kind of intercourse <laughs> with their girlfriend, for example, or if you're having a go at umpires, that's what Kyrgios to That's what annoys me about Kyrgios. If he's just smashing rackets and that chunt, like Murray chunters onto himself all the time. Yeah, he's he's really bad but, to but, chunt but, himself. But Murray's never never has a go at opponents. No. And that's the difference, I think. That's the difference between Kyrgios and Murray. Funny you say that. Do you remember? I think I think Andy and I were eleven or twelve. Ray to Wimbledon final, not to a tennis club. Mm-hmm. I took the first set, a set against Andy Phillips. Halfway through the second, I think I was four three up maybe. Andy disappears. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Just walked off. There I was waiting, waiting for Andy to come back. You know, waiting for that day. But you know, came back and he beat me. But you know, see that's what you need sometimes. If you. If if I'd stayed on that court, I probably would have lost it. I remember, yeah. I remember, I remember because like because you used to it, and there's another guy who's probably called Ben who used to do it as well. Yeah, and the t- I remember he he'd just go off, and Again. you'd be like, "Where's he gone?" But I mean, at least it's not taking it out on your opponent. And, it might, yeah. And it's and it's something you le- and it's something you learn as well. It is. The like when you I wouldn't I would hate to imagine Nick Kyrgios when he was young. Yeah. Or now even, but like because sort of like a doc, a doc on Federer. Federer used to smash rackets all the time. He did. He used to get used to get fuming. But I think I don't that, think I've ever seen Rafa smash a racket. No, he, no. He I don't think has. I have. Because I think that I think that's the, I think that's like the important thing. It's humble. It's, it's humble, and then if you do, Damn. get get annoyed get annoyed in sport, or whatever. Because 
I, I always used to get annoyed because if you're super competitive, it happens. Like, to be fair, a lot of our friends do that was, the sport. That was my downfall. I wasn't but, competitive enough ever. <laughs> but like a lot, of, but like a lot of people, like a lot of people play those sport. A lot of our friends play sport. You just get get annoyed. You get competitive, but then there comes a point where you've got to just stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick yeah. Kyrgios is like 23, 24 now. So like, grow up. <laughs> grow up, mate. But then, so going away from Nick Kyrgios and for that, got to say a big well done, Joe Conte, Cam Norrie. They're both in the last eight in Mexico. Yeah, boy. Pretty impressive. Return of Joe Conte, getting back, getting back to that peak form after that Fed after that Fed Cup. Um, like that, pretty much just that route. Like from her, she just smashed it. Like fair play, Joe Conte. It's good. Another good example. Back, yeah. Team, ten- team, team tennis can perk you up. All for it. Davis Cup. We love it. All that kind of thing. Team tennis gets you, gets you in the mood. And then Katie Bolter. I think she's just been knocked out just in the uh, what, the last sixteen, but she did well to get through. Yeah. Eighty four in the world now. She's coming up above Heather Watson. He's now number three. Dear oh dear. Four tough times for Heather Watson. Um, she lost her. Uh, I think it was Shan, some uh, a Chinese player, lost to her. Um, so she's now outside the top one twenty, I think. So poor Heather, don't know what she's gonna be doing. Uh, Laura Robson was back in the gym, saw on her Instagram. Nice. She missed a hump day post, which she posted one yesterday. Today. Oh, she shouldn't be missing that. Maybe. <laughs> she, you know, she she put she put a day late for hump day, but it was her it was her at the gym with big weights on her back. Does she bathe? Is she is she known to bathe? I'm bather. I'm unsure. Do you think she just showers? Cause that'd be a shame. Not <laughs> just purely from a promotional perspective. I'm glad I'm sat on the opposite side <laughs> of the table than you right now because I wouldn't care. <laughs> is, yeah. Just, I'd be interesting to go through some players. Just pers- you know, pers- perspective, not perspectively, prospectively, to you know, just to sound out who we think of bathers and who are showerers. Okay. Stan is definitely a bather. Yeah, of course he is. Stan Wawrinka. He's got a rubber duck, rubber duck, I reckon. Stan. He's the captain no, of the ship in the bath. Stan Wawrinka. <laughs> Unless Nick Kyrgios turns up. Uh, Andy Murray loves ruins, a bath. Ruins Stan Wawrinka's bath every time. Nick yeah. Kyrgios just gives him bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Murray's a bath man, definitely. You see, like, you've seen photos of him re- in the bath I reckon, time. He, I reckon he's got to the point, he's so, such an intense guy now, that he just doesn't have warm baths. You just so ice bath would, you have, would you have a bath bomb in it? Because that's a market we've got to think about going into. Ice bath because bombs. If, because obviously tennis pros, they're just having a lot of ice baths. Will they even have many warm baths? Mm. That's what we've got to be thinking. Will they bathe for leisure? I think they'll get just... You know, like, I reckon Fed has a jacuzzi in his house back in wherever and Rafa, you know. We could do, like... I don't want to use the word terror because of the connotations. Not... <laughs> Terror, obviously, the terror connotations for a good reason around the word terrorism, but and what I'm suggesting is a form of kind of like aqua terrorism, like so. <laughs> so, maybe so you only call it a bath bomb. We, you call it literally, a... yeah, literally, it works, I guess. So a bath we could, nuke. We could, yeah, we. <laughs> this is what I'm, ta- I'm talking about: full scale nuke in here. We're on an industrial scale, we could, we could do this in jacuzzis, like a, uh, like a hit job, like a. So you know, like, so you know, you know, like, hit, like um, a hit and run. <laughs> you literally throw the like a grenade. You know, into a jacuzzi and then we Bang. we flee the scene. 
Or like he had to get like a giant one, like you know I was saying about <laughs> Federer with the massive lint balls. Yeah, it's one of those. You chuck a massive one. It's like a size five foot, size five football. Chuck it in, bang. Yeah. Raffinadel. Yeah. I, th- I think Raffinadel's yeah. too intense to bathe. I reckon. I'm not sure. Even, oh. I'm not sure he even washes. You know, you know he loves to <laughs> bathe. Ba- I think. Bathes in the sweat of his I opponents. I think Gael Monfils loves to bathe. Yeah. And Joe Wilford Songa. I reckon. Yeah. Yep. Gasquet, um, all the French players probably love, love it. They'd probably bath together. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Nice, tea, nice team bath. Um, that's nice more than Norwegians. They go for a, sh- a sauna after the bath, you know, sweat it out. Well, Naomi Osaka's always really relaxed. Maybe she has a bathe every yeah. now and then. She has some radox bath salts. Yeah, calms her down. Well, it's not quite a new balls, please podcast bath bomb. True that. I think maybe Serena Williams needs to bathe more. Have you ever seen on... Um, Instagram and the fans send some of the players like gifts. Bouchard always gets gifts. She gets a load of Hello Kitty stuff. So maybe that's where we went wrong so, in our last, not pursuit, but our last message to her. We didn't send. If gift. she's getting gifts, then our message probably looks a bit. Gift, not a gif. Poor. A, G- a GIFT? Yeah, gift, not a yeah. gif. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. We need to send her a gift, not maybe, a yeah, gif. So maybe our just a simple message looks a bit poor in comparison to some of the gifts she's getting. You know yeah. what? Could try it on her. Do you reckon she gets? I doubt but she gets honest, many bath bombs. Honestly, she gets weird fan mail. Honestly, I've seen, have you ever looked at her Instagram stories? She gets such weird stuff. Well, I'm not. I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> to be honest. But, but then again, like uh, yeah, like I actually know that that big teddy bear that Stan bought Andy Murray was lovely, lovely. But that wasn't a fan mail. That was, or maybe it was. I bet Stan's a fan of Andy. Yeah. I bet it's kind of a Stan's, different form. Stan's of a big teddy bear himself. So. I wonder how they get their addresses. Maybe they just. <laughs> that's, that's also a weird point. How do they get their addresses? How, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it gets like. I reckon it's probably like. You're not high ranking officials. Or like in the olden days when you'd have like a wine taster so the king didn't get poisoned. Yeah. If I was Eugene, Eugene Bouchard, Shout out I would be vetting them. I would be vetting them. I'm just making sure it's not 100%. some... 100%. I'd be vetting them. <sighs> Imagine if one of our friends' initials TC sent a gift to her. See, that. That would be vetted. That would vet- need to vetted. be vetted. <laughs> that's... Yeah. Well, talking of Eugenie Bouchard's Instagram, did you see some of the latest comments on them the other day? What are we talking? <laughs> We're talking pretty bad. So, I don't know if anyone's seen, but she's recently done a shot, or like a Jeez. photo shoot, where she looks like she's wearing... Not, like not gladiator good. armor, basically. It's like yeah. a, it's a bikini. It's, it's for Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. It's like a bikini. It's like like gladiator armor. Yeah. And some guys just commented saying, "You should impress two people with your quality of game instead of with beauty and hot body." Like right. the amount of times I've had that <laughs> feedback is it's, unreal. Honestly, some of the stuff I'm on it at the minute is brilliant. Everyone's always saying that you got yeah you got a hot body, but. Improve your backhand. I'm like, I don't care. I've got a smoke. I've got a smoking bod, so I don't really mind. Yeah, and then there was the worst one. Was it was on a different photo? She was just wearing. I think she was wearing just jeans, civilian, civilian clothes, civilian clothes. And I'll I'll let you read this comment. This this is probably more suited for your. Uh... So I think this is a. Is that wait? Just to clarify before this, is the per- cause this is a reply to somebody. I think it's... Is that Jordan Thompson, the tennis player? I'm not sure. I will investigate whilst you read. <laughs> Wait. I think... Because there's an Aussie tennis player called... 
No, it's, no, it's that's a not troll. It. That is a troll. <laughs> Unless Jordan Thompson, the Aussie tennis player, is really bored on tour, and he's, <laughs> he's decided to troll Eugenie Bouchard. Unlikely. So this name and shame, and why not? You're on a public, you're on a public forum, mate. So be prepared for it to come back and bite you. Ben underscore W underscore two three. Yeah. Who is? Did you have a profile picture himself? Oh, look, I reckon he's a bit of a. This is a bit of a Louis. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, he's. A... Decide for yourself, but. <laughs> this Search is, this Ben is... underscore W underscore two three and just check it out for yourselves. This feels like a bit of a panorama hit job. Ben Weber. <laughs> anyway, we've got you. <laughs> we've got you, Ben Weber. It's like Black Mirror. Um, so he says, and I read verbatim. I like my basement. It allows full level trolling. Ellipsis, dot, dot, dot. I have one window, a bucket, a Commodore 64-bit computer, and a swinging light bulb. What, it's misspelled, it says blub. <laughs> Seriously, dude, you don't have to be with her 24 hours. I think it's referring to Eugenie Bouchard. Yeah, I think Look at her decline in place since she made the final at Wimbledon, but her boost in product placement and social media presence increased tenfold, dot, dot, dot. People are allowed to have an opinion. That's what happens when people are in the spotlight. And that what was this course in the extreme? Now, now wipe your mother's breast milk from your face and move along. So that's strong words. It seemed like it was just a troll, but it's actually, that's actually in um... his defence, he does have some <laughs> tennis-related input. He is evaluating a game, and he's raising a fair he's, point. She has. That is, yeah. Wimbledon was the peak. But to be honest, she's she is. Um, oh my word! Your panties are on too tight. Is the next comment? Whoops! <laughs> That's a, um, rude. A bit rude. Um, and she's she's started. She's actually started to win a few games. Yeah. She's actually started I mean, to actually like. And let's face it: of all the people who are commenting on her, she's doing a lot better than that. She's doing a lot better than she's in a G wagon. Yeah. She's driving a G wagon in a full Nike outfit. She's not doing bad for herself. No. Not bad at all. Oh, wow, yeah, some of the comments. Sorry, I should stop reading through these, but... Oh, oh. Nike and Yonex, yeah, very average companies. Oh, yeah. Well, I slashed the to the biggest companies in the world. Yeah. Who are you, who are you sponsored by? <laughs> Natural <laughs> Photos Australia. Brilliant. He prefers prefers Puma, so... <laughs> you know, uh, Man, Man City has been sponsored by Puma. Yeah, in a football topic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, back to... Um, Back to tennis after a little break of Eugenie Bouchard. Delpo's injured again, heartbreak. But Fed, he's reached a semi. Mm-hmm. Again, he's reached another semi. Well, And he's going for his 100th career title. Full. His 100th fully. 100th fully, wow. The, big, so, the century. So he's going for the century of fullies. Wow. Wow. What a man. Like, that is... He is the greatest of all time. He is the GOAT. No doubt. I mean, I think he is. And I think he's gonna absolutely. He's gonna. Oh, he's gonna get to about 120 ATP tour. You reckon? I instantly regret that statement because yeah. I said he's gonna retire at the end of the season, so I'm gonna say 105. Fair. I think he's gonna win six more. Don't forget, he's got another three Grand Slams this year, so there'll be a lot of prep for that. And he's playing the clay season. True. So he's got. You know, he might win a few. Nothing would surprise me anymore with that guy so whatever he finishes on I will not be surprised I should be, I'm just looking forward to his doubles appearance with Dan Evans at Wimbledon yeah and the night out that follows that 
It looks like they're playing in the mirror. Why not take him on in doubles? Why not play in doubles? Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a pretty, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good week of tennis, you know. Be interesting to see um, see what if he actually wins it and if Conter or Norrie get any further. But it's, it's looking good for British tennis. Mm hmm. Kedder's left his coach. I don't know if you saw that. Kedder's is now yeah. or coachless. Or he's probably got a new coach by now. But uh, yeah, and so basically, coming to the French Open soon. Mm -hmm. Exciting, For sure. exciting times. We've got a special guest on in a few weeks' time, who will be calling us direct from Indian Wells. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say any more than that. Pretty cool. Was meant to be on this week. Forgot. <laughs> Classic. Called was on the pitch at the MCG. God damn Classic. It. What are you going to do? Classic. I can't, I can't get the staff these days. So, I was thinking, right, if you have Grand Slams, right? Mm -hmm. So, these Grand Slams have been around for a long time. If you could have one new Grand Slam anywhere, where would you be? And which Grand Slam would you sack off instead? Pyongyang for Wimbledon. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely. Kim yeah. Jong. Yeah. Kim, Kim Jong's opening at Wimbledon. <laughs> he, he wins. Shock, shockingly beats Djokovic. Six love, six love, six love in the final. <laughs> with a golf club. And <laughs> playing with the head of a head of head of a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> the great leader wins again. Shock. No, I don't condone that. Um... We don't condone uh, dictatorships in this room. So yeah. Speaking Unless we're in charge. <laughs> yeah. This, in a way, is its own little... Unless it's a utopian tennis society and everyone has tennis ball bath bombs. Oh, the dream. Mm. Um, well, <sighs> just from a... To put my financial businessman hat on. Mm-hmm. Um, the hat's on. It's got to be, in the words of Donald Trump, it's got to be China, China, China. You know, that's where that's where the money's... That's where you get the money. That's where you get the dollar. China, China. Is that John, John Mayer whiskey, whiskey, whiskey? Is it mm. China, China, China? There's more than a billion of them. <laughs> oh, <but> that's... <laughs> can more, you say that? <laughs> there's more than a billion Chinese people who are prospective tennis watchers. Yeah, I could see that. The market is massive. I'd go similar area of the world, but I'd go for the Middle East. I'd go somewhere like uh, the UAE or Qatar. Because I'm thinking of money, thing money, with, money. The thing is with Qatar, though. A bit dodgy. The World Cup, because the World Cup's coming up, obviously, ah. as well. Yeah. And, like, they've got all the infrastructure and stuff. But it seems a bit... They've got different... They've got different values. So yeah. Like, I, I know there's concern for, like... For, Welfare. For, for, for gay fans going over in Qatar as well. They do not. Like, <laughs> they do not. They are they staunch. They don't like gay people and they don't like drinking. So if you're gay and you're having a pint in Qatar, <laughs> you're, you're going to be in trouble. At least not Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Chop, chop your hands chop off. Your hand off. <laughs> but I think, I think UAE, there's a potential market over there. And mm. also Japan rather than China. Yeah. They've Nishikori, got Tokyo, yeah, they've Osaka. Got, it's got quite the Olympics. A, yeah. They've got the Olympics. It's a big place. Yeah, it's bigger than we think. It's a bizarre thing that, that China, well, they've had Lena on the women's side, won a one Grand Slam. I think she won two Grand Slams. But men. they've never had even a top 20 men's player, I don't I think. I can't think of any. They have, like, they just haven't been able to do it. So these are new Grand Slams. What are you scrapping? So I'm going for UAE. You're going for China. China, China, China. What are you scrapping? I know what I would scrap. I don't know. It's really difficult. It's like, if I had 
children. I suppose it's like asking which one of your children you want to ship off to a different country <laughs> permanently. But I saw a great sign when I was out at work the other day. It's outside someone's house and it said, Dogs, the only family member you can choose. It's true. And I was like, brilliant, you should live in a family of dogs. Choose your family. Brilliant. So you as a human, live among, you live among the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we can choose your wife. Who is choose your it? spouse. So you, and she's not a dog. She's not a dog. <laughs> she, she would not be a dog. Then, so I do not condone bestiality. So your children would be dogs. No, I just wouldn't have children. I'd just live with dogs instead. You never like crazy cat ladies. Yeah, just loads of dogs. Yeah. Fair enough. What were we talking about? Well, that was me now saying about Grand Slams. Yeah, so, so I think saying. I would get rid of the Australian Open. Re- really? See, I've just got a tennis ball from it, so I feel like I've got <laughs> you've got a bit of affinity to it. And I, I've got a hat as well, so I'd have to throw well, it, I'd have to throw it away. Well, hear me out. The reason I would get rid of the Australian Open is because of the state of Australian tennis at the minute. Well, they like they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. If you look at Kyrgios, so Atomic... Yeah, they're getting rewarded they're, for naughty get, behaviour, aren't they? Yeah, and I think, you know what? Strip them of it. They'll be like, oh, wait, we're missing a big thing now. It's we'll like, behave. It's like, you know, you know, either university... Like, in university, like, you know the sports selections? Yeah. It's always the person who gets voted in is the person who's, like, the biggest... Most popular. Brash, biggest, most yeah. popular. And then it's like, well... Maybe they're being a maybe they're a bit of a schwaff. Free like, and fair elections. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> Nick Nick Kyrgios and Australian tennis are getting rewarded for just being loud and being beanocks. Yeah. Can't be a beanock all your life, Nick Kyrgios. Want <laughs> <laughs> to settle down at some point. What's his name? Alex Bolt. Yeah. He's a bit Bolt-y. of a loose cannon. Good player. Bit of a loose cannon yeah. as well. They're all just a bit loose over then, there. They just need to reining in but, slightly. But then, but then at the same time, on the other side, you've got like Alex Di Menor. And I reckon he'd just be snitching all the time. Like if he sees Bernie Tommy yeah. having a bifter when he maybe <laughs> when he maybe just wants, maybe he's stressed out and he wants it. He's, he's he's under the table texting Leighton Hewitt, being like Bernie Bernie's having a cigarette. Oh, who's leave it? Who was that? Who was that guy who uh, was the really young one who was in the really tall Australian Open? Popperin. Popperin. He's like, I reckon he's like Demon Aura as well. I bet he's there like videoing him. Like, no phones are allowed, mate. Like, oh, Kiros is doing cocaine again. Let him, let him <laughs> and Evans do what they want. We're in a no phone zone, all right? Yeah. Come on, they grow are, up. Nick Kiros is a maverick. He will sniff nutter. as much coke as he wants. Yeah, but don't. Probably doesn't sniff anyway. Probably, this is probably slander. Although he did say, <laughs> what isn't slanderous is this. He said in the off season, they were like, there's an interviewer who's like, do you ever smoke weed? And then he was like, "Yeah, they don't tr- they don't test you in the off season." <laughs> so he pretty much says, "Yes, I love a bit of Mary Jane." Yeah, he enjoys a bit of Mary Jane in the off season. Fair Explains a lot. So I'm getting rid of the Australian Open because I think naughty, naughty Nick <coughs> punish him. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to have to be controversial and say you're not saying Wimbledon, are you? No, God, no, Thank Jesus, you. no. But it's like a a different reason. But similar theme to what we're saying about the naughty kid thing, is that French Open, oh, right? I knew you were gonna say that. They've they've not even bothered to put a roof up because <laughs> <laughs> they think they're so good and that their tournament's so great. Well, I've got news for you, French Open. It's not. You need to improve it. 
You need to make your facilities better. I've been round it. They don't even have Hobble I've Kai. Been, I've been round Chatrier. Be surprised if they even have clay on it this year. Like, it's a joke. The, sta- the stadium at the back of the Chatrier was falling down a little bit. There's always problems with that overhead camera that Andy Murray <laughs> moans about every year. What's that doing there, lads? Yeah. It? And then they act surprised every year when he's when he's grumpy about the camera when he's getting absolutely spanked by Rafa Nadal in a quarter final again. Kayla New, get me a haggis, lads. Come on. I'm not saying permanently. I'm saying like use temporary, a, sh- a, use temporary a shock tactic on them. Just one year, just like a month before, be like, yeah, we're, we're playing it in Belgium, and then just just do so it. Wait, so you come from China to Belgium? Well, just for this year. I'm not saying, I'm not saying permanently. Be it's it's like a shock tactic. You know when you don't yeah. actually mean to do the sanction. I'm trying to think of an example, but when you don't actually mean to do the sanction, but you're doing it just to scare them straight, like to make yeah. them, to make them put their ideas, make them put a roof on, basically. So just be like, yeah, the month before, just be like, yeah, we're doing it, we're doing it in Belgium this time. And then they'll be like, oh, sorry, we'll put the roof on up. Well, it's too late. Two years. We'll come. We well, yeah, come back in two years, yeah. and you're back. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So Andy but, is so Andy is scrapping French and bringing in the Chinese. Yeah, slash Belgian. Slash Belgian. <laughs> the Chinese. That's the an interesting combo. And I'm and I'm scrapping Australian and bringing in the UAE for the Emiratis. Yeah. Oi oi oi. Any other business? Quick uh, business. Um, I think. Have um, you have you got any? You can art be serious moments from the tennis. Oh, when I, oh, when I was playing, I played last Wednesday. And I have to say I played quite well. I was nice. I was hitting a slide. I hit, I hit four sliders in a row nice. against the same player, Norwegian man, and he didn't move for a single one. He knew exactly where it was going every time, but he just didn't move. At backhand after your tech after your tip, mm-hmm. yeah, it works the dream. I am hitting a lovely backhand at the minute. I have to do I have to do a video a coaching video tomorrow. Oh, I'm eagerly awaiting your return. Mm. Eagerly awaiting Andy's return on the court. I'm not. Um, one thing that got me. Was, we were having this chat about underarm serves before. I had a couple of mates up from uni, um, one of whom does listen to the podcast. Nice legend, legend, he, legend behaviour. And he's the one I'm calling out right now at Alex Air. Oh, damn, that's a full name. Pulls out wow. an underarm serve. Oh. And he's on my team in doubles. Wow, that's a difficult position. Whoa, what was there? I, I couldn't say anything. Partially because I was hungover, but also yeah. I was just like, Wow. I was, I was, and to be fair, I then pulled out a drop, a drop shot serve, you know, like I said, like a mini one, like a, yeah. a falsy, but that's a bit more, it's still going over arm. And that like, isn't, that isn't an environment of fun as well. That's, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you'd watched Ben, the other guy playing, he was properly serious. He was not happy. He was throwing his racket and all well, sorts. I respect, I respect that as well. Yeah. I respect that in a big yeah. way. How about you? Any, any other business? Any other recent business? Um... Oh, you were going to tell us about your tweet to Andrew Castle? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mentioned him earlier. So, yeah, we were, speak- we were just saying before whether we have any interactions with famous tennis people. You know, obviously, obviously it's a dream to meet Dame Susan Barker. But I've... We're getting there slowly but surely. Think, I wonder if it's ever going to happen now. Been on Chinese TV at Wimbledon. I've been on Polish TV at Wimbledon. Yeah. We had to do... Were you there that year? To... No, I wasn't there we, that year. We had to... We were having a... 6am corona and then on a, Chinese, <laughs> on a Chinese news station we had to we had to like shout Andy Murray they were like shout Andy Murray and we, but we did it really badly the first time so we had to retake it have you signed some deal here with the Chinese people to like, try and get the <laughs> open in China they've got a lot of money <laughs> now you've been got on TV. a lot of money so it'd be a mistake not to 
So maybe. But this is your story about me, Andrew Castle. Yes, Andrew Castle. Uh, I tweeted him. I made an informal bet with him on <laughs> the winner of an ATP Tour Finals match, and I think I sided with Tim Henman. Shock. And I think Andrew Castle was correct, and tweeted me back to gloat about it. And did he ask for any rubbing money from an informal bet? No, he didn't like link me a <laughs> link me a here here's, here's my here are my account details on my sort code. Send me that over that tenner. Tough times, Andrew Castle, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I tweeted Joe Songer once. Nice. Uh, it was when he when that ball boy got hit and he went to look after the ball boy or whatever and gave him his racket after the game. Uh, didn't, I said what a class act. Didn't reply to me. That's not very classy then. No, it's not a class act. So <laughs> it well, Joe. Come on, mate. Um, got time for a couple of facts. Yeah, love facts. Tennis facts. We love facts. You know what? What's a better way to end an episode on a Thursday night than a fact? Mm-hmm. So my fact, I'm going to come at you. When do you think the first modern-style tennis racket was made? Go, when do you reckon? Mm. It's not not modern-style, but like a, you know... Wood. The first proper racket, yeah, for like the uh, tour. Um, going to go with... I'm trying to think what grandson started. End of the 1800s, 1890. 1874 in London. Yeah. And do you want to know why they why they um, changed the racket heads from the smaller ones that we saw John McEnroe start his career with to the big ones that he finished his career with? I would like to know nothing more. That is the thing I would like to know most. Yeah. Larger sweet spots. Love a large Four. sweet spot. Shorter grip, but a large shorter shaft, but a mm. larger sweet spot. Hey, that's, that's double the, the key, fun. Right? <laughs> double that's the, the fun thing. Andy, what's your fact for us? Um, I've got some facts about balls, tennis balls. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that this would provide more interest than it has. I think and we both did. <laughs> ended up doing. It's more really quite factual stuff. So it's about the standardisation balls. <laughs> Um, the rebound height has to be between 53 and 58 inches it can be no more That's a big ball. or less but, so the rebound yeah, that one it bounces I guess uh, this, these come under interesting facts really low emphasis on the word interesting <laughs> so when do you think yellow tennis balls were first used at Wimbledon and, hey that's an argument in itself uh, 1943 that's a complete guess. I have no idea. 43 years later. 1986. <gasps> 1980. Oh, we've got a dog outside. Oh. Sorry. Oh, we said, we've seen something about dogs earlier, haven't we? About me, yeah, choosing dogs, living with dogs. Yeah. Well, this is... We're living that living that dream. So, dog, Millie. Well, you know what? That's another market. Dogs love tennis balls. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You bath dogs. Dog bath bombs. Yeah, get the but not for the enjoyment, more for cleaning them because they also, smell. From a marketing point of view, some a dog like Millie will not care about the branding. Does she care about branding? Is she no. Millie, does she care about branding? She said, "Well, she said she, she shakes her head there." She said, "She said, yeah, I like the intricate details of a brand and feel close to a brand if it's something I see a lot of." That. That's, I wasn't expecting that. Pretty good answer for a nine-year-old dog. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, she's wise, you know, this one. So, yeah, so that could... So, we wouldn't even have to make an effort in the brand. It could just be green. <laughs> it could literally just be, like, a green tennis ball. But then they're trying to eat it. Oh, yeah. 
what could ward, what could ward her off? A spiky ball? Maybe, but then you've got to... <laughs> That was safety. Um, um, hairy balls. That'll, that could work. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we, we just love balls and how you can market balls. They could, do you reckon you could ever train a dog to be a ball boy? Surely they'd be... It'd just be a bit too slobbery. like slobbery. Like unless Rafa Nadal wants like a, a slobbery m- ball back. But how would they pick it up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that vision, I think it's time to end this week's podcast. If you have any ideas of how you can get a dog to be a ball boy, we are literally well, not literally. We're scraping the proverbial barrel to help us <laughs> help us scrape that barrel <laughs> give us some ideas of ideas uh, like subscribe and if you like to bathe let us know <laughs> yeah if you like to bathe let us know send us your bathing all... no don't send us your bathing photos definitely that, not I know who would send one That's, in as well yeah. TC would send one in that is a breach of confidentiality <laughs> and it's a breach of just general happiness that would breach my happiness yeah. to see send us some messages if you're listening on Anchor I believe you can send us voice messages yeah to play on the podcast just yeah hit us up slide into our DMs especially you know eligible people for Andy well yeah I'm selling it I'm selling him here guys so yeah, yeah this is it yeah if this hasn't convinced you what will nothing follow at Andy J Phillips what's your Instagram Andy J Phillips one one there you go that's all you need to see number one and you'll be sold number yeah. one not literally, you won't be sold. You, <laughs> you will not, not be listed traf- on eBay. I'm not trafficked. I'm not a trafficker. <laughs> and on Ofi- that thought, Officially. Officially, yeah, well. <laughs> and on that, I think it's time to end. So uh, all that's left to say is uh, new balls. New balls, please.